Motion. My name is Ryan Blaney. This is Kim Coon. This is Chuck Bush. And we're all really blazed out of Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, where we do this podcast uh, in correlation with NASCAR. And we don't only talk about NASCAR, we talk about a lot of other things. And um, hopefully you enjoy them. And uh, we don't too make too much of a fool of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're live on uh, NASCAR.com right now, on Twitter, and on YouTube. All of the places. So all of the places. And then we're recording it, and it will be distributed yeah. as our podcast regularly does. So you can go on iTunes and. Uh, Subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe, rate and review. Do all that fun stuff that you do with uh, social media type things. Yeah, we've been in the bag listening to all the social media stuff today, and we're way different yeah. than it's be a what we've been hearing. But <laughs> we don't have any buzzwords. We don't have any I mean, we can uh, caucus major campaigns like throughout you. Yeah. I don't know. Silos and silos. We can caucus about silos and really delineate yeah. some things. But we just got <laughs> back to <laughs> Sonoma. Uh, where Ryan, it's one of two road courses. Well, technically three now that we have the road. Yeah, there's three. Um, uh, how was Sonoma? It was good. So if you didn't know, I drive cars in circles and uh, <laughs> left turns only. And um, Sonoma is uh, out in wine country. It's pretty close to Napa, uh, out in California, and uh, it's a beautiful area. And uh, that's one of the few road courses we go to. And a road course is um, pretty much a street course where we turn left and right, and uh, it's just not ovals like we're used to. But um, it's a cool part of the country. Uh, one of the nicest racetracks we go to, I feel like, and um, a lot of fans out on the West Coast for us as well, which is kind of surprising. You know, you think of NASCAR kind of being a, yeah. a southern sport, uh, southeast, and um, we have a lot of great people out in Sonoma who want to come to the racetrack. Were there any glass holes out there? There was, yeah. So the fans of our show call themselves glass holes, and you have to listen really carefully because it sounds like something different if you don't catch the first part of their phrase. And, they, kind uh, of, they kind of coined this when we started the podcast uh, at the beginning of last year, this is our second year doing it. Um, it was whole, this whole thing about what should, what should we call our listeners and some fans threw out ideas and glass holes kind of stuck. And so we'll literally be at track, um, sometimes not even at track, and you'll hear from the crowd, I'm a glass hole. And if you're not paying attention or if you're not familiar with the podcast, it kind of sounds like you're calling well, yeah, yourself an asshole. You're like, did that person just call me an asshole? Like, <laughs> they don't even know me. Yeah. They, they called me an asshole. Did they? Not glass hole. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Oh, that was not. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, speaking of fun, you've got a busy week. I mean, Sonoma. Now we're here in New York. You're doing some things yeah. uh, with Dale Jr. Yeah, with Dale Jr. Um, uh, tomorrow. So after this, uh, we have nothing going on, and then tomorrow we're we're visiting uh, a lot of different outlets. Um, we're going to the stock market exchange, which I don't know Ooh, anything about. You get to ring? Don't they ring the bell? Um, I think so. I don't know if we get to do that, but uh, I don't. Buy high, sell low. Market. What's that? Buy high, sell low. Okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it was an attempt at a joke. Oh, it failed. Uh, it did fail. Miserably. Hard. No one yeah. laughed. Nobody laughed. I laughed. But there might be somebody laughing on watching on online. Yeah. Not but, here. Uh, that, and then I get to go on Watch What Happens Live. Have you ever seen that show? That's I think it's on Bravo. Yeah, it's on Bravo. E. Uh, Bravo, I think. Andy Cohen, I think, is his name that uh, hosts it. So I get to go on that with Dale, which would be fun. Do you have a role on that? I'm the bartender. What, so I was the bartender before, and I, I asked, I said, what does the bartender do uh, during this show? And they said, well, you pretty much just stand there, and, and you let them make jokes at you, and you just drink. And 
it was. It's like the first rule of bartending, though, is you don't drink with the clients. Well, they wouldn't let me make anyone else drinks, so I just oh. served myself. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's a good show. Well, we've also got a special guest with us today, um, yep. uh, number 24 for the Washington Redskins, uh, quarter, cornerback out of Coastal Carolina University, Mr. Josh Norman. How are you doing? Welcome, you welcome to our podcast. Live on stage. Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Doing well? Doing well? Yeah, man. Doing pretty good. Excited to be here in New York City? Absolutely. How you guys doing? Ah, they like. So you, you've got some uh, history here in New York. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm from Charlotte. I'm a Panthers guy. 2015, that was awesome. Yeah. Just, just had to get that out of the way. I don't want to be that guy, but I am that guy. Just... When you switch teams, though, do you kind of just wash your hands? Because I know, you know, Ryan has switched teams. Do you just kind of, like, wash your hands of that fan base? Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's almost like a washing your hands kind of thing because I was born and I grew up in the Carolinas. So it was almost like Heart. home to me. Yeah. So it's when you leave home, no matter where you go, you're going to, like, home is home, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I still go back to this day. You know, so it's always going to be a special place in my heart, regardless of where I go or, you know, uh, where I've been. So. And I know most of the fans down in Charlotte are still following your career very closely. Yeah, yeah. very much so. It's <laughs> <laughs> so almost like waiting for that time. Well, the thing is, like, before the Panthers, yeah. it was either Cowboys or Redskins. Redskins, right. So a lot of folks, their backup team is the Redskins. Is the Redskins. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I got a lot of... Well, uh, you can go to any other team, you know. I'm glad you went to the Redskins because <laughs> either my granddad or somebody, or the cousin or uncle was a fan of that team just because it was there first before Carolina. When a, lot, you, a lot of people in Carolina, though, are Redskins fans. Like, they, they, never, they never gave up. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, they never gave up on the Redskins. <laughs> Big time Dale Which you spent some time with him, didn't you? Yeah, spent some time with him. He came up to Richmond, Virginia to our training camp. That we had up there, and um, we threw the ball. He was on the line. He ran a couple of routes. Um, I think old Kurt threw him the ball a couple of times. Did he catch it? Uh, did he catch it? Oh, or did I let him catch it? Which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> had to stroke his ego a little bit, you know, yeah. make him feel good about himself. But he made, he got a little wiggle to him. Yeah. You uh, I had to check him a lot. He's shifty. He's shifty. You know? Yeah. Get him back in that seat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Put that seat belt on. <laughs> you took a ride with but, him, didn't you? Did you yeah, I took a ride with him um, in the car. Uh, I think we went to the racetrack. Yeah. It's pretty cool, the whole experience. Just driving a race car. Um, those G-forces get up on you pretty quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Ri corn. Richmond's actually like the, one of the lowest G-force places we go to. Yeah. And uh, we got some <laughs> a lot higher ones. But honestly, so you rode in the right seat. Yeah, right, and he was driving. He was driving. Honestly, you're in the worst spot. <laughs> uh, you would say if something happens, you're closest to the wall. <laughs> to the wall, you just yeah. smash it in. Yeah. But see, the thing is, I um, yeah, we did have the um NASCAR. We did have the race car because he had the uh, what was it? I want to say it was a backup car because he couldn't drive the race car with everybody. So he had the backup car. I think it was like a um, Chevrolet um, Camaro. Oh, okay. He was driving around, mm -hmm. but it was nothing compared to the real thing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. We'll have to change that. Maybe you come out to another one. Yeah. Maybe you come to Maybe a like Bristol. A like a t or a Talladega. Yeah. Or yeah. like high like speed. That. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's more like you know, yeah. my type of style right Speed. 
Yeah. Adrenaline junkie. Yeah. This is what glass case of emotion does. We we open up doors <laughs> and opportunities. We make things happen. Right hey, on. we got to make that happen. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, we'll, yeah. no. Atlanta's really? early in the uh, in the season. That could be a good in our uh, season. Really? Yeah. It's Which in, is the fastest racetrack out there? I'll uh, defer to my learned colleague on the far end. Uh, if you want to go to Michigan, yeah. that'd be really fast. We're going about two fifteen, two twenty there. Yeah. Uh, or you can go to like a Bristol, Tennessee, where it's really small but really banked in really high G-force, where you're only going 140, but it feels like you're going 200. Yeah, but they're pulling at you like that. Yeah. Like, just like, yeah. And you gotta do that for like four hours, right? Yeah, something like that. I yeah, it's feel, uh, that's what I'm like. It's, uh, I mean, it's, about it, you know, I'm not in, you know, the best shape like you, but I mean, I'm not the biggest guy out there. <laughs> Whatever, like man, like, cause it's like this. You gotta use the bathroom. How does it go down? <laughs> That's, like, I think these are the questions we want to know, Thank right? You, exactly. Like, Hard-hitting questions. You've got to use the bathroom. What happens? Uh, Four hours. You can't come off. You just go, man. You just go. What? I'm going to be honest with you. How do you do that, Ed? Some guys, so I've never done it before. I've never gone to the bathroom oh, really? in a fire suit. You wouldn't tell. In the race car. I wouldn't tell you if I did. <laughs> but I, I legitimately haven't. I take care of that before the race. But some guys, man, you can't hold it. And you just go. Number one. You don't. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> so you they hold. just like driving the whole time wet like that, just aroma, just in the. I, I mean, it's already sweaty. Hey, I think it's, it's hot. I think it's gross too, man. I I, mean, I haven't done it. You're already wet that. though. Number one, you're already soaking wet, sweating. But yeah, the aroma that'd be terrible. Oh the biggest gosh. tip off is after the so race. Awful. If you see a driver get out of his car and just dump <laughs> water all over himself, he's trying usually to Wash cover himself. up the evidence. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> the best part about that though. If you take a leak on yourself, yeah. you first place and you get out there and get the victory bath, it's nothing like it. <laughs> nothing like I it. mean, oh. like, you gotta celebrate and bask in it. I'll yeah. watch. I'll let everyone know. I'll tell them. <laughs> like, the reason why I won this race is because I pissed myself. Well, what do you do on the sidelines? Because you have all that gear on. Yeah, but see, the thing is, we, have a little, half-time. we got a little outhouse behind us, yeah. <laughs> like behind our bench that we can go and hide behind. And go between those doors, and yeah, it's like three or four hours. It depends on if we go overtime or not, but yeah, it's nothing like that, man. Do you go every game during every game? Uh, not every game. Yeah. Some people do though. Yeah. Some people actually piss on themselves because it's a ritual. <laughs> it's a ritual. <laughs> you know that? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telling me to write that, but they do that. And it's kind of crazy and gross. I'm like, I bet it's kind of gross, especially when you got to tackle. Yeah, they do the guys that they're no, tackling. No, it don't that. really be like the ones that tackle is more so the linemen. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> they so you're like just really in it, <laughs> in the trenches, you know? In the trenches, just yeah. peeing themselves. Like if it, if it worked once, I mean, why not keep doing it? It's like a yeah, I mean, but I, but I only ran across maybe two people who told me that. Definitely not telling names. I'm not going to put them out there. <laughs> hey, we're not asking Wait, for I'm just names. saying. We're not asking. You happens, know who you are if you're you know, listening. And it's just like, okay, I get it. I understand. you yeah. got to be, you know, totally zoned in in that mode. Yeah, I get it. Warriors thing. Most sports are psychological. Yeah. It is psychological. Right you know you down there, your hands in the dirt, and you got a defensive lineman, offensive lineman, had, you know, yeah. did what they do. Don't I want to touch that. No. <laughs> well, hey, why aren't you blocking that guy? Well, coach, you <laughs> pissed himself. I don't want to touch him. <laughs> Do you have rituals before a game that you follow? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I think every, everybody do have something that they um, they follow, almost like a manual. They always do it. They've done it since high school, college, and then pros. 
Mm-hmm. Something they get themselves up for before the game. Me, it's always music, I think. Yeah. You know, I just zone out to music. I'm a big soundtrack guy, so. Favorite soundtrack? The mood. The Do you have a favorite? Dark the Dark Knight. Do you have a go-to? Like, is that your go-to, The Dark Knight? That's my thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know The Dark Knight is your thing, but is there, like, a go-to song? That's the go-to. That is the go-to. Are you a comic? The theme? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the go-to song? Yeah. Oh, man, it's Young Jeezy. Um, the motivational. I think, um... That was really, I think in high school, I was listening to that, um, the 101 instrumentals, and just the whole, you know, mentality of, you know, you got to get it, you got to grind. Air Force Ones, you couldn't walk a mile off of my Air Force. So I had to really take that whole persona and just use it as, all right, this is the motivation I got to have to go out there and um, do my thing. Makes sense. Hmm. Okay. So that's one of the go-to songs. Sure. Do you, I walk out onto the field. What do you do before a race? Like, do you have, I know there's a little bit different mentality. Like, before a race, you've got fans around you. There's people taking pictures. Yeah. Like, in the NFL, you guys can kind of isolate yeah, you have, yourself. have, like, quiet time. But do you have a time where you're in that zone, you're getting focused? Yeah, I mean, like, our race days, yeah, I think they're different. Uh, you know, because we, like, the morning of our race days are spent greeting, like, sponsors and partners and stuff and fans. And then we have our meetings with our team, and then we got like an hour to eat and stuff, which is nice, but then you walk back out you know, through fans and you meet more people on your way to when they intro us. And then like, I think the only time that I'm, you're kind of by yourself alone is like after driver intros and you finally sit in your car, you can wow. be by yourself for like five minutes without no one talking to you, no noise, and I feel like that's kind of a short time, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very peaceful. Uh, but that's probably the, really the only time we can just be by ourselves and kind of get ready to go and prepare yourself. But you're preparing all day, but uh, when you can finally be alone and isolate yourself, that's, that's great. But then our whole sport is pretty much isolation when we're doing Yeah, thing, solo. We're by ourselves it's the so whole time. Yeah, well, we'd have people talking to us, but there's no one. But yeah, that's a there. big difference, I think, just in that aspect of it, because, I mean, I walk across and meet, you know, drivers. You guys are so, like, cool. Y'all calm and collective. Just, it's just crazy how y'all aura is. Um, but I bet y'all guys, you know, get out there on the regular freeway and somebody's just honking at you, telling you get over, you're going to blow past them. Though. I do, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, people ask me all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm actually a really good driver on the road. Like, I don't get angry or don't, like, road rage. I go very slow on the road. Have you ever gotten a ticket? Yeah. I got two tickets when I was 18. And one wasn't bad, the other one was really bad. And my mother scared me enough that day to make sure I didn't get a ticket again, so I haven't, uh, haven't gotten one since. What's your car of choice? Uh, one, my favorite car I bought a few months ago, I have an 85 Ford Bronco. That uh, is my daily driver. 87. You got an 87? K5. Oh, yeah. Bronco. Man, let's see. <laughs> we need, a, we need yeah. to uh, do, some mudding. do some mudding or something, yeah. That's That'd be great. Tires, How long have you had it? Had it since what? When I was a kid. Like oh, really? Years. Yeah, right. Tim and Pops had it. So just kind of nice. like went Oh, it got passed on. Man, I need to see a picture of it. Silverado, big boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I'm never, see, I think people with Broncos are so cool. It is. Most people don't like them for some reason. No, I don't know why. Um, I just, you know, restored it. Yeah. Yourself? Long. Or did you have somebody do it? Yeah, we restored it back in South Carolina. Nice. what we do. Kinda yeah. Store old school cars and stuff like that. Get nice, really hands on. Yeah. So, 
that, yeah. But I would say the difference, I think, with you and, uh, and our profession, just the mentality of it. So you told me pretty much your regiment before you go out there and you get behind the wheel. I would say for me, before I go out there and touch the football field, um, like I said before, I get really stoked and I get really zoned out when I'm on the bus going to the game. I like have the music just really calm, just like you are, collective, going over the plays and routines of what's about to happen. Then I get off the bus, walk through, um, walk to the locker room. I put all my stuff together, organize it, take off my clothes, get ready. I go and take a shower. So Before the game. Before the game. So I feel like everything has been lifted, the weight of pressure, everything just washed, slam off of me. I have no problems whatsoever. And then I come out. Someone scored a goal. The soccer game. I, People are what, having on. their laptops up watching the soccer. I know you were hey, watching look, it out there. It's now, one to one. Nigeria. It is not one to one. It is now two to one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now it's two to one. Are you watching it? Argentina? Hopefully Argentina. Yeah, I'm not paying to anything that you're doing. I'm watching soccer right now. Yeah, he was like, the greatest thing is my computer is hardwired so I can watch the soccer I'm not I'm watching. Stage. I'm just following Argentina got to go on. Argentina, they must go on. It'd be a disappointment if they don't. So you're obviously a soccer fan. Is that your sport of choice outside of football? Saying. Yeah. I think for me, if I wasn't playing football sport, it'd be a soccer. Wow. Soccer ball. You have a team? Yeah. Uh, tell me, international or club? Whatever. All right. Got to go for so. Let me run them off. International, I think, uh, not think, but France, I feel like they're going to win it. For some my reason, I don't know. It's just got the best players on the team right now. Um, I got Brazil. Um, they're gonna be heavy. Yeah. And I did go for Argentina, but now it's like I don't know. Well, I mean, they're starting to pick it up. It's now two to one Argentina. No. So club Manchester United, Man U. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> From PSG, Paris Saint Germain. Um, I think they pretty, they pretty, they really darn good. Matt Pay is gonna be a boss for them. Neymar is over there with them now. Um, Cavani. So, and I have one more, a dark horse. Muhammad Salah. Wow. Now, yeah, have you met club. any of the soccer players? I haven't met yet. Uh, um, do, you, do you get starstruck by that? Because I know, you know before I did. talk, like, sometimes, you know, meeting celebrities and stuff. You know, before I would say it was almost like the first person I got starstruck by was Zlatan Ibrahimovic when he was with Paris Saint-Germain. When I saw him, they came over to Bank of America Stadium, and I, got, I was like, dude, you are the man. Like, I'll take a back seat to, like, be around you right now. I can understand. Yeah. yeah, so that was all before that, though. Yeah. So I already knew all that yeah. was going to come. But I actually, like, really, you know, kind of related to him in a way. And I felt what fans feel when they be around, you know, guys like ourselves in the sport. I really do, because it was like you was fanning them in a way. Mm -hmm. I never fanned anybody, so I didn't know how I felt. But now it's almost like I take time now more so than I ever did to, you know, relate to the fans. So give you a better respect for your Absolutely. fans? Absolutely. Better understanding. When that's a big thing. Like with NASCAR, everybody is right there around the drivers, and they're very connected. Like you have meet and greets and all that stuff. The NFL, it's a little bit more um, isolated. So how do you get out there and connect with your fans? Well, social media is a big thing now. <laughs> I think the social media platform is, wow, like years beyond. I mean, we're on like three or four of them right now. We're on Twitter, NASCAR.com, <laughs> and YouTube. Right? Live. Like, it's, yeah. it's bananas. Maybe on Instagram. 
But like it's it's just how you connect with people now with the push of a button. The screaming is far advanced. And so I think where you are, fans show up and they come and they be around you. Like I just did something with um Antonio Brown who was in Miami, who was working out. He was doing on his phone what was running it. I'm telling you about a freaking hundred people just came up on the beach that day and just was like running with us. Like about 15 of them survived at the end of the running session. <laughs> but, you know, they were just running with us. It's and like then like stuff. even when I went to L.A., I post out, you know, where I was running at. I was running up this big old hill, big old hill and then like Sandy Springs or whatever the place called. And I kid you not, <laughs> a dad brought his kid to the place we was at. He had a jersey already ready. The sign and everything. So I was like, I got to finish my workout first, my man. I'll get to you. I see you. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> finished the workout, came back and signed it. I was like, man. Um, started having a conversation. I talked to him about like five minutes. And, you know, that just made his whole like summer to him. And I found it out. His dad had reached out back to me. It was like, that was the biggest thing. I couldn't believe it. And I feel like social media from where I posted where I was at, had that platform for the kid to come out and get his jersey signed. Where else, I don't feel like that would happen. I agree. Yeah, I think that's happened a little bit. Uh, parents bringing their kids, knowing where you're at, and I've had a, a couple of that <laughs> happen before. And uh, you know, before that wouldn't happen. Ten years ago, not even close. That wasn't even a thing. That you wouldn't even think of that happening. So, I always think it's uh, pretty cool the interaction. It just allows people to understand who their favorite athlete is a little bit more, you know, because really they only see, you know, let's say if someone's a huge fan of you and they only really see you on the field. Right. And then they know what you're doing off the field now because of social media. So I think it's kind of a neat what, thing. Whether it can be very, a little bit too personal or not, I think it'd be pretty positive. In this podcast, like, the interaction we have with the fans, they send us information, like, they send us stories, like, to talk about on the show. And they interact with us, so then when we talk about a story that they sent, it kind of gives them a little bit, like they feel like they they're a part of it. They can kind of brag about it, yeah. Yeah, they're a part. So. It happens. Like one of them, there was a, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia. Somebody sent this one. Oh, yeah. The uh, Philadelphia fan got injured by a flying hot dog. The Philly fanatic uh, has a hot dog launcher. Wow. And the woman <laughs> caught one of They wrap them in duct tape, apparently, Is which it like seems a, like a it, good idea. It doesn't sound that bad, but she has, like, black eye yeah. and... Sound about right. Is it like a t-shirt cannon? It's a Philly yeah. fan. But for hot dogs. Right. And it's shaped like a giant hot dog. My favorite was her quote, though. She said, it just came out of nowhere and hard. It's a Philly fan. <laughs> Got to keep your head up. Yep. Head on a swivel. Gotta watch out for those things. Don't you know you go to a baseball game, you don't... Get caught staring up in the sky. You better watch the batter. Well, I mean, you're looking for baseballs, but hot dogs. Like, I, that's just not I, something. I have a lot of questions. Like, are they edible? Because it said they were wrapped in duct tape. Like, I understand if they're wrapped in the foil and you could eat them after they're launched. <laughs> well, maybe it's foil and then duct tape so you can take off the duct tape and eat, eat the hot dog. I don't know. I don't know if I would eat a hot dog that was shot out of a cannon. But why would you shoot a hot uh, There's a, there are a lot of my head, so. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot of trauma. She was a good sport about it. She did say that. Um, she's not suing. She's not suing. They they gave her some tickets. So and, question. I definitely do have this question. Did they put 
the ketchup and the mustard on the side of it and then wrap it with it with shooting it. Well, see, that would make sense with the I duct mean, tape if you're duct taping the ketchup and the mustard. Martin's, yeah, Martin's bun and dog, you know, the bun yeah. and the dog. That was just... Well, that's, a separate, that's a separate gun. <laughs> but I'm saying Martin's Little Speedway, like, they uh, have their world-famous hot dogs with uh, mustard, slaw, chili, and then they wrap it up in tinfoil. So I'm imagining something like that, like a soggy bun. Soggy, just shot yeah, out of it. Steamed bun inside of tinfoil, then duct taped. <laughs> launched from a cannon. Yeah, the hot dog from see that. Yeah. four games ago. Yeah. But she did say that if, yeah. if folks <laughs> laugh about this and have a good time, she's cool with it because she sees the humor in getting in the, hit in the face with a hot dog. <laughs> I could make a really funny joke. You could. <laughs> we go there a lot of times on this we show. Do. That's no. kind of like our... These people thing. seem like classy individuals. Classy individuals. We are in New York City, <laughs> so we got to be a little city. bit. There. How do you like New York? How do I like New the York? The city, just the city. <laughs> you really don't want to know. <laughs> Not at the athletic stuff around it. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I think I'm gonna take the high road. You're a this country thing. guy, though. <laughs> I am. Yeah, and I, I love, actually see, read that you grew up riding horses. Yes, a lot of horses. I don't know why I can't picture that. Ryan was just telling me how he's. Terrified of horses. One animal I'm so, very afraid of. Why? I think you need to take him horseback riding. So, break the curse, right? The uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm afraid of him is it's a massive wild animal that's in between your legs that has a mind of its own. People are like, oh, you can tame them. No, you can't. Things <laughs> <laughs> can snap. You can tame dogs, but they can snap on you. I don't know. A horse is just a massive, massive animal that you're riding, and that thing's gonna buck you off and just groin kick you <laughs> to last week. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay, wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think anybody noticed. Do I horses a chance? The first real companion for a human being was the horse. You know, they had horseback since the beginning, almost time, almost. You know, cavemen yeah. even had horses. When you look at it, look through the crystal ball, it's time. Rewind back in time. Right. I'm trying to imagine them. I'm trying thinking? to imagine the two of you on horses together, like, <laughs> trotting through the trails. I think if you grow out your hair a little bit longer, Ryan, than yeah. just kind of galloping off with it flowing. And yeah. Horses is a thing, man. Like, it really is. Wild West, ever since, they all had horses. Yeah. I think we got here. They built it back on horses. You know, America back was built on horses. You had to get on. You had to ride them. Before you had cars, there was horses. Yeah. Bugging. I mean, how they got the horses with it. You know, Where the term horsepower came from. <laughs> I'm just saying. Horses I, was a thing. I shouldn't so say it's just like You're going to be driving a Ford, Ford Mustang next year. What's that? You're going to be riding a Ford Mustang? I made a Ford, Ford Mustang, Mustang joke yeah. about riding, a, oh, Mustang. Yeah, our driving a Mustang. Ford Mustang, so the irony. There you go. The irony of it. i got to oh. overcome my fear before I can drive my car. <laughs> I think you uh, do it, though. These man. jokes aren't landing. I need to try. That's fine. What? You can do it. Some of these jokes aren't landing. That's fine. It's cool. They jump creatures, man. Big guys. Yeah. So do you own horses of your own? Yeah, we do. How We're many like do you 27, have? 27, 30? 27, 30 horses. Yeah. What do you call I a I just pack found three more from my, doc, from my dad the other day. He, he keep them. So just like he brought three more horses, so we had 30. And I'm like, what are you going to do with all these animals? That's what I was going to ask. What do you? So basically we sell them. So we, um, we buy some and we sell some. And the ones we trade out and we trade over, they go to a nice place to where um, they already green, they already broken in. So they go to a lovely family, they ride them and they have a good time with them. And then we find other ones. We got quarter horses, pastel finos, paints, 
steppers, jumpers, I mean, you call it, you name it, we yeah. pretty much got it. And it's just like, you know, we have a big time, we have a big family, so we ride. Um, I've been riding ever since I was wee little acorn, you know, yeah. and just got up to it, and now it's just something that we, you know, born what we do. Yeah. You guys train them yourselves? Yeah, yeah. train them ourselves, so it's almost like you get a horse, uh, he's wild, he's just really out of control, put him in a round pen, for like a week or two and then just work with them just daily just working them working them trying to get them used to the bit get yeah. used to the saddle and everything and i feel like every time i have a nonprofit organization called star 24 so what i do is we have a fun day for the kids back in my hometown and so in that fun day we have horses we bring horses out to it yeah. and we have the city and the community ride those horses. Some never been on horses before, just like you. Yeah. But when you put them on the back of them, they can't get off. Yeah. And those are the ones we have in a round pen. We just walk them around. That's where Ryan should go. Yeah, man. With put me in a round pen. <laughs> a little carnival. <laughs> I'm going to work my way up, though. I'm going to get like mini horse, donkey. Well, you know. Um, Camel. <laughs> get like a hobby horse. You know those little things yeah. you ride at um, the carnivals with those horses? Merry go rounds. <laughs> Merry go rounds. Yeah. You start there. Then <laughs> you work your way up. Yeah. Get yourself some chaps. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Man. I'm going to wear chaps and spurs and stuff. That'd be great. Yeah. But that'd be cool, though. That'd be fun. Oh, little update full time Argentina won. Two to one. And Croatia won. Huh? I can't see that on here. My glasses aren't that good. Um, <laughs> just giving some scoring updates, you know, live updating as we're going. Um, other topics that we got. You guys have some other things in common. Uh, you've done some acting. You've done some dancing. You know, things that you guys do. Are those similar? Huh? Yeah. Acting and dancing? Sure. It can be. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be a triple part. threat, right? Yeah. You gotta be able to act, dance, and sing. I've heard you sing. Well, it's I magnificent. No, I don't have to sing. I, <laughs> I was about to say. No, I can't she, sing. People are trying to hear this tune. I'm trying to hear it. Yeah. No, they wouldn't want to hear it. I don't know if they would like quick. his type of singing he does. Yeah, have really? you heard? You, what? Ryan sings? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. I don't sing. I do a type of singing that isn't really called singing. I like heavy metal music. Oh, you got to rock out. So that was you trying to do. do that stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. I got you singing. So. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't singing. No, I, that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> I wasn't going to take credit for it, but, <laughs> but yeah, I did, a, um, I did a little voiceover in Cars 3. That was pretty neat. Yeah? Yeah, the, the first Cars come out when I was like 12, and so I loved it as a kid. So to be a little voice in it, I thought was pretty neat. And, Which one were you? Which car you had? Uh, I had like two lines, uh, oh, very, very small. And uh, I was uh, one of the new rookie race cars or something like that. But... I just had a couple smart-ass lines to Lightning McQueen, which I wasn't a fan of. I respect Lightning, <laughs> and it made me disrespect him in the movie. And I, I, you know, I tried to go to the director, and he wasn't listening. You know, obviously, and uh, never do. They <laughs> never do, don't they? No, never do. <laughs> but yeah, we did that, so that was neat. Well, that's cool, man. So. He was on the credits. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I was on the credits. Yeah, I, I stayed and waited. <laughs> Took a photo from my mother, and she was very proud of me. <laughs> so, but always got to make mom proud. Yeah, cool. but you were on uh, Dancing with the Stars, weren't you? Yeah, it was on it. It's almost like acting too. Yeah, it is. Cause you got to sell the crowd. Yeah, got to make them believe it that you actually really are a dancer. Did you enjoy? You know nothing about that. Yeah, <laughs> nothing about <laughs> nothing about it. Who was your partner? Shauna. Shauna oh, Burgess. Like Shauna. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. 
yeah, she was really tough. She's a, a Everybody clearly was dating. I was just like, where did it come from? Hmm, chemistry, right? That means that you had good chemistry. <laughs> you were selling yeah. it. That's why I said it was just a big old acting role. Yeah. And the thing is, but with that came an extreme amount of hard work. It truly did. I think that right there has put me on a whole nother different level as far as my mentality of what I can actually take upon myself. Do you feel like you gain more fans too? Like fans that oh, maybe sure. weren't football fans or weren't For sure. I think, fans. you know, people saw me in a different light, so it opened their eyes more so to what they see on television behind, you know, that mask that we have on. You know, you take that off and you see that, you know, we go out there and we actually somebody that is likable mm -hmm. to people. But it's also at the same time, you know, this is, this is life. You know, we don't do that 24-7, 365 all day. When we step outside of that, you know, feel in that realm, we are normal people just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing we showed. I mean, we showed. And it's just, I think one thing people don't realize how hard it was and that work ethic that you put into it. I'm going to just break down real quick how it all went down with the show. So with the show, I got up in L.A. I was from West Coast to East Coast. So I got up at like 7 a.m. in the morning. My call time was like 8 a.m. And I got up there on L.A. time. And we went through the whole show. show started at 5 o'clock, so it was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then after the show was over with, I would say somewhere around like 8 o'clock or something like that, um, I had to get on a red eye at like 11 o'clock and go right back to D.C. Yep. And then from D.C., I get there at 7.30 in the morning, and I start practice at 8 a.m. I got to practice at like 12.31, and then I have like a couple hours to myself, probably like 3 o'clock, 3.30. I got to start back up with dance practice, and that's six hours. So I get out of that at 9 o'clock. That's and then I get to go to sleep and start my day all over again on the East Coast. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to do that for like five weeks. Nice. Hardcore. And it was intense, man. You talk about two dances after the first week. I lost my mind. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, like, this is too much right now. Like, but it obviously put me on the pace to where I, you know, I accept the challenge. And I manned up and I, you know, grabbed the bull by the horns, if you able to say, and I went with Did it. Did you have fun, though? I had fun the first dance. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it was just great business and work. <laughs> I swear, man, like, I've never experienced anything like that. Because when you're not a dancer, you don't know, you know, the realm you getting yourself into. And then right after that first week, everything was great. And then that next one, you have two dances on top of learning the choreography for it. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't care what you say. Those skaters had advantage. <laughs> they knew the choreography. They've been say, doing that since they've been born. You finished you know? runner-up to a figure skater. I know. That's Pretty good. not fair. Like, <sighs> it wasn't, but you know what? It's hard, but it's, but it's fair in a, in a sense because, you know, you signed up for it. You knew what you got <laughs> yourself into. So it was almost like trying to defeat the odds that was already stacked up against you, <laughs> you know? And, hell, I think I came very darn close to it. If, if the scores would have went off that last dance, I would have won the mirror ball, for sure. Would you ever do Dancing with the Stars, Ryan? I'm not talented enough to do that. Um, I don't know. Man, after, I think you could do it, After you describing how, how much work it was, I yeah, don't know if I could do but, it. But the thing is, like, I was doing it during football, like, off-season training camp. And I didn't want to miss any training camp because I wanted to be with my guys, you know what I'm saying? So it was almost a sense where I had to 
really take it upon myself, you know, to do a little bit more, the more, put a little extra into it. Yeah. But you didn't, it, that you didn't have to do. I mean, you could just do it. I'm pretty sure if you do it, it wouldn't probably be around in season time either. It'd probably be in the winter yeah, when we're off. Maybe we could do that. Michael Waltrip yeah. did it one year. Did he? But he, he wasn't racing full time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he made it very far into the. Well, he's like <laughs> I don't, very uncoordinated. He didn't have really good rhythm. <laughs> he can't even walk. He trips over his own feet. <laughs> you see him try to play basketball? It's hilarious. Tell me about this, though. This is be um, tripping me out. I think when I be watching that, when I do be watching NASCAR, when guys run into each other, they get out, they start tussling each other like they're about to fight. But nobody really throws like any no, blows. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, hey, I want to know that. I'm right there with you. Like, what's the problem? Like, why? What's the problem? I'm gonna be honest with you, Josh. I don't know. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a car just getting each other's face. Like, they've, they've tried. Some have tried to yeah. throw punches <laughs> and missed. So, I think it's different because, you know, when we're upset getting wrecks, you want to go, you know, knock that guy out that wrecked you. And you have to kind of think in the back of your mind what you're wearing on your chest, this big company that you're wearing. Mm. That's throwing bunch of money into your race team and they don't really like that I guess too much and the teams don't like it and we get fined oh yeah dude uh, how much do you get fined it's a lot or what I don't it's enough to not make me want to oh, <laughs> bust someone in the face I understand uh, maybe one day though maybe one day I mean there have been some, <laughs> that's, that's my dream that's what there the have been goal. some historic uh, incidences on the track I mean the 79 Daytona 500 a couple years ago at Texas with uh, Jeff Gordon Jeff and Burton it was a big fight yeah there yeah, but it's it's a it's a rare occurrence for sure of you know big fights. And There's stuff also like a lot of people around, so it's hard to even get close enough to throw a punch before you have a crew guy that's like clotheslining you, well, keeping you from. The other thing is you're strapped doing. into the car, so like if you you get wrecked and then like you're heated, you gotta like unstrap everything, get out, and it's like you hang on, take off your. Give hugs. me a minute, I gotta get unplug this <laughs> and, and unhook this. Like on the yes. football field, it's just like all it right. Gives you some time to like cool throw my helmet <laughs> off and we're going. <laughs> yeah, you could yeah, cool down but, in the, t the amount of time that it takes you to unstrap. Yeah. I should well, ask you because we discussed this, I think last year on the podcast, because we've seen drivers who have tried to start tussles, and some have kept their helmets on, which yeah. I think is a little boy's move. Do you think so? You would keep your helmet on or take it off when you're uh, well, if you're gonna throw a punch. Well, you know, I mean, I think this. Why would I take it off? I think. You know? <laughs> It's kind of like... I think just the nostalgia of it, man. Yeah, I mean, you want to see my face? I'm already mad. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's something very manly but, about taking your helmet off and showing him what you got. Yeah, showing him what you got in your face. But <laughs> I think you're not, you know, tussling with your face. You know what I'm saying? I think that's something you want to protect. So if you do get a blow thrown at you, you're not really hitting your face. You're hitting, you know... You're not messing the moneymaker up. No, you're like hitting the <laughs> target of the helmet, which hurts more than the face. You know what I'm saying? So I got you. It's a bit different. It's a bit different. Well, would you rather want to tussle with somebody on the field or just show them who's the boss and keep them from making any catches, hold them zero catches in the game, zero yards? Absolutely that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean... That tussling stuff is a side act. Like, that's not even real. That's not who the person really truly is. That's just something that I In feel like. the heat like of the moment. The heat of the moment, and they're showing something more than what they're trying to show the other opponent. And that's, some use it as a tactic. Others, you know, they play through it. 
it's, it's, it's how you take it. But for me, I love a great match when you know, a competitor is going at you 110% every single time, even when they're blocking you, not taking a playoff because it's that one time that you can slip up and be like, oh, shoot, let me catch myself. Dang, I'm figuring this out. I'm figuring this play out. I'm figuring this move out in the middle of a play. And I come back to him and be like, that's pretty cool right there. I didn't know that. That's something I keep in my memory bank. So I go back and I use it against him the next play, <laughs> you know. I try to figure things out, almost like playing, you know, chess in a way. And that's cool to me. Do you ever sit there, like, you make a play and you're like, I don't know how I just did that. Like, is there ever that moment of, this was just like muscle memory and it happened and I don't know how I got over here? Yeah, I say I got angels in the outfield on one of those plays. I, I have um, made a couple of them like that and I'm like, well, you know, uh, he used Gabriel just to push me up somehow. <laughs> and I made a play, but it was, yeah, I could say I had um, a couple one of those moments like, whoa, I even shot myself. Hmm. I got a, a question on here uh, from somebody. On, on the internet said, would you rather fight a tiny elephant or 100 ducks? <laughs> That's a good We get random comments on the internet. <laughs> what house, like, you know, huh? like a child elephant. That just I feel like I would get a better matchup out of the elephant. I just feel like it would be a better, like. The ducks could swarm. The no, ducks can, yet. like. So you want the better fight, not the easier win. Yeah, like, okay. ducks you just kick them little jokers out of the way. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you, you Have you ever come across wow. an angry duck? Yeah, they're they, they ferocious. Yeah. They're vicious now. Don't get me wrong. Trust me, try to mess with some ducks when they got their little people following mm -hmm. behind them. Like, it's over with. <laughs> like, but I don't know, man. I just, I just like to tussle with the elephant. They just, you know, better hug it. You can't really get down with the ducks. What about a duck sized elephant? Or an elephant-sized duck. Oh, that's yeah, a classic like a big question. Yeah. Duck. I think an elephant-sized duck would be terrifying. Yeah, that absolutely would be terrifying. terrifying. Like, like then it would be like, okay, I gotta get on his back and ride it. Like a, <laughs> like a duck-sized elephant would be adorable, but a, <laughs> an elephant-sized duck would be awful. It's like it goes back to the thing I talked about last year. Of, do you know how terrifying a T-Rex would be if it had proportional arms? Like, yeah, be that would be horrifying. That would be terrible. Yeah, it would grab it. Yeah, it could grab it. To you and yeah. like, all you and push you. Yeah, well, now it's, it's, it's just brontosaurus. they're useless. Oh, yeah. A, a no. carnivorous brontosaurus, because they would have the proportional. Yeah. See, it got weird. We went talking about so cool things like football and what yeah. to get ready into duck elephants and T-Rexes. It was awesome. Duck dynasty. I think we've got about... <laughs> <laughs> we've got about like five minutes left, and we, we normally don't have an audience when we do uh, our shows, it's just us in a glass case of emotion talking to ourselves and having a good time. Um, but, I mean, if anybody has any questions, we would no. be more than happy to uh, field a couple in our remaining. I already see hands. There's some hands up. That guy, yeah, I had the we first got We got a microphone over there, all right. Oh, we're so fancy. This is a classy establishment. Hey, guys. So this question's for Josh. Who's uh, your favorite matchup in the NFL? I got to say Julio Jones. Roll Tide. There we go. <laughs> Roll Tide. I Gotta like that. say that, man. Cause it's like those sweet matchups to where, you know, you learn from each one of them, each one of the plays. I mean, the guy's always running a 4-3 speed right at you every route, even if it's a hitch or a go route or a slant or a post corner. He's running 104% max effort. And you love to play against guys like that because they challenge you to be better than where you are. 
You know, it raises your game, raises your level to, you know, heights that you don't even know you can reach. We talked like about Like the cup guys racing in Xfinity. Yeah. So it's just like when you get to that point, it's almost you transcending yourself as an athlete, you know, to another level almost. And, it's, and that's the coolest thing that I get out of it. How do you think the NFC East shakes out? I'm, a, I'm sorry, but I'm a diehard Giants fan. So <laughs> we got Saquon, we got Odell, we got so, Evan Ingram. So basically you asked me how do I think uh, the, the Giants are going to be a shit? Huh. Is that the question? <laughs> um, I say the NFC East is always the toughest division to play in. If I have my... Um, just because we're so competitive, man, you know, um, when I played in NFC South, it was like I had to play against, you know, tall giants. We call them the Twin Towers, like tree giants of wide receivers. And then you come to the NFC East, all of them like on this level of five, ten or like lower. And they so quick that you got to get your hands on them to kind of wrestle with them. But it's just so much, you know, faster and quicker in the movements because everybody seems to know each other. And there's so much history involved in the NFC East that no team wants to lose. And if they lose, you better not lose to Dallas. Like, I don't care. It's always like that. But if I have my least favorite team, I hate the Giants, hate the Cowboys, and the Eagles, they all right. So, <laughs> whatever. You know? <laughs> it goes into that for me. Any other? Uh... Yeah. In terms of defense, who's another team's defense that you admire? Besides the Redskins, of course. You know. Another team defense that I admire? Yeah. Uh, I think defenses I came from uh, absolutely admire that defense just because you know who they have and what they um, have become. They are a ferocious group of guys down there in Carolina. Um, that's a bad defense. I love it. Um, then you look at across the scope of things and you look outside of the rims and Pittsburgh. I love their defense and how they always have been, you know, staying the course. And um, there's another one. Great. What about what about what about the Jags? The Bears. Somebody <laughs> said the no, Bears. The <laughs> I said, I said Brian Erlock was playing. <laughs> what, what what about the Jags? Huh? The Jags. Jags. The Jags. I like their defense. They're young. They're fire. And the crazy thing about it is they have so much money on their defense. Like those boys be playing ball. I like them. I like them a lot. But it's I, like over time they got to show. They have to show more than what it is. But last year or two, they've been cooking. They've been cooking with guys, and it's been really good to see for the whole league, you know? I'm a Jags fan, so yeah. Oh, you're a Jags fan? That's why. I'm sorry I didn't see your team at first. It's just kind of how it goes down. Like, I look at the teams in the past that have like, been doing it for a long period of time, and that's just one of them. So, Hi there. Uh, so in the spirit of technology and innovation, Ryan, I'm curious what you think about Formula E and what they're doing to the uh, – the auto yeah. sport industry. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, everything is going, you know, you hear more and more talk. Each day it seems like about electric cars and things like that and autonomous vehicles and things like that. I saw something today where the first uh, fully autonomous vehicle is going to make a run up uh, Goodwood, the hill. And uh, that's never been done before. But the Formula E stuff, I watch it. I think it's pretty neat. I personally don't want to see NASCAR ever go to that just because it's not what it's about. I think it's cool to have a series for that, um, but you have to keep the you know general background of motorsports, and um, yeah, you got to keep some 
uh, where it's come from. But I think the sports need, I like to see it grow. It's grown a lot in the last few years. And the new cars they're coming out with uh, look pretty, pretty uh, unreal, to be honest with you. So um, I wouldn't mind driving one. One day it'd be a little weird not being able to hear engine noise. But um, it's not something I'd like to make a profession in, but I, I enjoy watching it. It's just another form of sport and auto racing that I think is unique. Alright, uh, this question for Josh. Um, me being an Oakland Raider fan uh, from California, week three last year you guys played uh, yeah. the Raiders, so she I know it was a little controversy with uh, yeah. Amari yeah. Cooper and um, I forgot. Oh, Michael Crabtree. Sorry. Mm -hmm. What was said between? Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I see how this going. <laughs> all right, so. Put on the spot, man. Put me on the spot. All right. <laughs> I don't really. It's cool when I play guys, when I play wide receivers. It's great to know that we are both respectable, admirable people in our profession. I respect you, respect me. So I guess I would say one of the players from our squad, which was the D lineman, <laughs> he went to Alabama. Cooks with Alabama. So they was going back and forth with each other, and he was telling me what he said he was going to put up on my head and what he was going to do to the rest of my teammates. I'm like, he said this to me before the game. So I'm already in my mind, music going, took a shower, already ready. He come to my locker like, Jano, man, this man said that he's going to do such and such to you, and I'm telling you, so what you going to do about it? I'm like, don't even come to me with that in my locker already. You already know how I get. That ain't about to go down. You know what I'm saying? He did not say that. I'm trying to say he spare his life. Like, I don't even know what truly went on with that conversation. I didn't know if he lied to me or he was just telling me that just to get me amped up. But I don't know. I just had a day that day. <laughs> I took it for what he said was true. And when I went out there, it really, like, like took on another form. Like, I sparked into something else. And I really, like, wanted to make sure that they knew, like, please don't come out here and disrespect us before the game even start. And then when Crabtree went at it, it was just, he put gas on top of already burning flyer. Like, literally, like, I just went at his throat every time he got the ball. And I told him about himself, something I usually regularly don't do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they really got me into it. And then as soon as that game was over with, I think because of whatever um, hit. The guy of me was like, bro, what happened? <laughs> like, why did you, like, go off? Like, why you tell him all that stuff? He's like, man, we trying to win this game, man. I try to get him fired up because I'm trying to win this game. I don't care what you're talking about. <laughs> so, basically, I found out that he lied to me about the whole thing. So, I'm like, he didn't say all that? He's like, nah, man, I just really wanted to win, man. I really want y'all to get out there and go at it. <laughs> so, I had to. I felt bad. <laughs> I couldn't take it back, so I just I'm apologizing now to you. <laughs> it was good. It was good. That's how I went. Josh, we thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, uh, thank you all for watching. Yeah, thank all the fans you. watching on YouTube, Twitter, NASCAR.com. Go subscribe. Last case in motion. Brian, you got anything? Uh, no, thanks for coming. It's uh, it was pretty neat. We don't usually have a live audience, and uh, this is it was a little awkward in the cool. beginning, and it's uh, it got loose enough in here, which was nice. And Josh, thanks for coming on, man. It's Absolutely, nice thanks to get to know you. Yeah, we appreciate sure. it. So, I have to write. I have to get, get you on the horses, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I have to come down. I have to, uh, as long as it's one of your horses, that's the only way I'm gonna. It's one do. of my horses, trust me. Uh,
Because then I can hold you accountable if it bites me. I got it. I got you. You feed your peppermint, right? Peppermint. You feed your horses peppermint? Carrots, stuff yeah. like that, apples. Yeah. All right. I know now. Thanks, guys. There you go. Thank you all.